0: It is whatever Wednesday and it's midweek and you're doing okay. So let's do this.
1: It's business time. It's business. Well, not really. You know, when I'm down in my business sucks. No, <laughs> no, no.
0: That's why they call them business sucks Ooh. <laughs> Bruh, This is not fantasy Friday <laughs> Tolkien Tuesday This is whatever Wednesday Flood of the Concords Friday Flight of the Concords Friday Ooh. Ooh. If, maybe in an, in another life
1: In another life In real life you could be talking about abortion or something with Nick <laughs> Just keeping it light Or well, what keeping I was it... thinking about
0: What I was thinking about doing was um, doing sort of a worldview Wednesday and then Mm -hmm. putting you on Friday and doing a foot sack Friday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, except no one's going to know what foot sack means. American guys are going to be like, what is a (laughs) foot (laughs) sack? Is that a a Vossian term, a foot sack? Yeah, is it a Vossian term? A yeah. Berkover? A uh, Um But yeah, I thought about rearranging. So let me tell you about some other cool ideas, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> being whatever Wednesday and all. Uh, we're coming up on, uh, well, we're not, not quite there yet, but we're in, in November or December or something like that. We'll be going for a year, right? So wow. I thought um, we got a nice little bit of momentum and mm-hmm. what we could do is maybe start putting out some gear Ooh, i like the sound of that i know people would want this i mean surely why wouldn't they want this to have a coffee cup right and you got the two-edged sojourner logo mm-hmm. just that little s mm-hmm. thing on the wine now one side of the cup you know just a nice little mm-hmm. logo thing and yeah. then and then just yeah. a just like, a, a, like a Superman, but dark. S- Superman, but dark. Yeah, that's it. Sojourner Man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side, you've got like Meredith Monday. You know, just mm-hmm. you can do a little hashtag Meredith Monday. You can do, you know, whatever. Um, uh, whatever Wednesday, you just got the whole set, right? And then, what yeah. co- would be even like, uh, this would be fantastic if we get a picture of our faces all over the mug on the day. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. you could
1: have like what like Meredith Monday with you and Chris and you could like a Meredith Monday mug. Yeah, with just you and Chris. I know. And then like a uh, Kingdom Tuesday mug with just you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me on both sides of the mug. And and <laughs> then right, uh, and then my... double mug. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, I could have me <laughs> again and you. You could have like the back of your head on the back of the mug. That
1: would be great. <laughs> hang on the whole mug could just be shaped like the shape of your head it'd be like drinking out of your skull it'd be brilliant it's like like a symbol you know like we're drinking your wisdom
0: oh boy Oh, I've killed it, haven't I? I've too just absolutely killed the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, if only you had that <laughs> m- amount of flex on the design of the, the mugs. Usually, they just <laughs> they just give you uh, an option. You know, like what, what, what picture do you want on there? You know. Um. So you got a picture and a bit of text to work with. But, but yeah, it, what we could do is it's going to be like
1: photographic faces. Though. Surely it's going to be like stylized faces, stylized like faces, cartoon faces.
0: All right. So hey, if you're hearing us talk and uh, tales that's what you want. If, yeah, totally. If you want in on this action, you want to be able to kind of guide us in this process. If you if you feel like you would like to see a Monday through Saturday mug on your mug rack <laughs> in your office for when you listen to your two age sojourner episode, uh, give us some guidance. What would you like to see on those mugs? <laughs> so far, we've got drink, drinking yeah. from my brains, drinking skulls. I uh, mean, that that could that could work. Um, but
1: drinking <laughs> from my <Mike's> skull, <laughs> yeah. I think that's an insane idea. Surely there must be like a skull template from someone you just have to prolong the chin with a beard, oh, man. and then you know, that you can do pretty, it Someone's cool. got to have
0: the creative ability to do that, yeah. Maybe not the website I was thinking about, though. This is very generic, maybe very generic stuff, but it looks like a quality mug, you know.
1: At mm. the end oh, of I know what we could do. We could we create a beard bomb and call it like 1689
0: Beard Bomb, that would be so awesome you, could, you could, uh, we should write a book it would be we, cool. we should write a book called note to yourself
1: <sighs> note, to, note to myself note, note to, note to, to no, Way." there must be a, a like an abbreviated way of saying what that. about just note I don't know, note, note to, self. to self
0: note to self let's do that <laughs> <clears throat> we should have a conference called a doctrine and i don't know like existentialism doctrine and existentialism yeah, do, doctrine doctrine and worship doctrine and yeah. doxology <laughs> doctrine and doxology What about doctrine and is, What about using the same title as the book? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think we should do yeah, that. I
1: like it. Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's good. Cool. All right. Well, anyways. Well, now we got that. Side. Very original thinking coming out here yeah, with with Cure and, <laughs> um All right. So yeah, that's uh, we're looking at a one year mark, and I, I'm hoping to get something done. So this is like point. a one year celebration thing. So we'll try and do all of us recording one day. You know, Mm. at some point or at least just mix it up a little bit and then I got I sourced another crazy guy uh, for the podcast team I thought about putting him on a Friday slot maybe John Frame Friday John
1: Frame Friday Frame Friday
0: Frame Friday maybe yeah well we could we could change the podcast name to like One Age Sojourner no no wait wait One Age (laughs) Citizen (laughs) we're we're not really sojourning anyway we're just yeah so we could, we could, we could call it overrealized eschatology. And then we'd have an O instead of an S on the mug. Yeah. overrealized eschatology. Yeah. One yeah. age,
1: one age over Yeah. It's like a way that you order your eggs or something. Yeah.
0: And and a little slogan saying, it's up to us folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag redeem the culture
0: redeem the culture it's up to us you want a kingdom (laughs) hashtag get 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 working now that's hashtag
1: yeah hashtag let's form a christian political party
0: yeah that's
1: it okay so you want you want a healthy bit of tension
0: a healthy bit of tension let's just all just have a little bit of perspective folks you know yeah Um, like almost like three perspectives yeah like except six six Yes. Four, well, five. What are you talking about? It would fi- be, be my perspective. perspective. Be, is it? Would it be five? Uh, we, uh, well, there's, there's currently four, four uh, dudes, aren't there? I'd have to clear this via Chris. I'm, not, I'm a little bit worried we might lose Chris in the process. You don't want to
1: lose Chris. Man. Whew. If I'm honest, like Chris is the reason I listen to the show. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Cool. Dude, good the, to know. The, the stuff you guys were dropping yesterday it was pure gold. So interesting!
0: Yeah. Wow, cool. Stoked to you Loved it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. I, I, I feel like I'm like even though I've read his book and, mm. um, you know, and all that. Actually, going through it has been quite good.
0: Totally. Yeah, that's a great book. But I was
1: thinking, yeah, the, the whole biblical theology of nakedness thing that you guys were covering. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought that was like really interesting. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Like I hadn't really thought about. Like obviously, I, I'd thought about the theme of nakedness and. What it meant, and obviously how it'd been used in, like, prophetic um, idiom to, mm. you know, to describe, you know, the sinful state of Israel or, or whatever. But I had never really applied it to the death of Christ, right? And yeah. uh, so that was like, oh, that was like a real wow, wow moment. So
0: yeah, no, clothing was cool. and nakedness in the Bible,
1: oof, it's a big thing. It's but there is, there's a study in biblical theology about that, isn't
0: there? There is, yeah. I mean, there are a few. I mean, well, just just client. I mean, the images of the Spirit, you know, at the end of the day, if you just wanted to okay, yeah. go through that. I mean, you know, you've got... Um, but it's just, yeah, people have developed it at many different points, and, and it is just one of the more important... Yeah, you know, I've just finished I, I finished preaching through Genesis, so that is now done. Oh, nice. Yeah, totally. But, what are you um, doing now? Um, do a little quick one on ecclesiology, just uh, some shop cleaning, you know, just uh, get everything all, mm-hmm. get the house mm-hmm. in order. And... Um, and then we will, then I'm off to the States and I'm trying to set up, I'm trying to tee up a meeting with John Frame. So this is quite exciting. Um, Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> sort of very close to getting that done now because I'm going to be in Orlando where he is, you know. So I just thought, well, oh, got to try and make this happen. And um, Crazy. Yeah. And I'm talking to one of his guys. The, 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 there's only one, well, the first guy to do a dissertation on him ever. I've managed to get contact with him and he's just encouraging me to... To try and set it up and uh has given me his email and all that sort of thing. And he's like, no, definitely, he'll definitely want to do it. So I'm like, okay, sweet. Um cool. But uh what was I gonna say? Um uh you just finished Genesis. Oh yeah. So the, the Joseph the story. The Joseph story and clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just kind of it what would that Technicolor does, dream code. Yeah. I mean, the whole technical dream code that everyone's got onto with that pop thing is just it's 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 classic because they're picking up rightly that there's this obviously mammoth theme with regard to clothing there um Mm -hmm. but they're failing to connect it to genesis and the bible and the cross and you know the i mean even just the whole of uh you know Renewed creation is described as the the, the sort of uh, the cosmos reclothing itself. You know, uh, you've got this idea of of clothing being so so powerful and strong. So Joseph, uh, you know, he is the favored son. You know, he is the the one who is sent by the father to to take care of the welfare of the of the flocks and uh, to uh, go and see to his brothers. Uh, he's you know he's he's given he's the covenant heir. He's the one who is. Uh, been entrusted with, uh, you know, the technicolored, uh, coat thing is, is all messed up in that it's probably got nothing to do with color. It's probably just to do with that, that, um, 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 interwoven robe so that you got that almost that pre-priestly robe going on there. And, um, and that, you know, again, if you connect that to, you know, the only thing that helps you pick these things up is if you're really careful at these little juncture points, because you get to, um, you know, where God provides Adam and Eve with clothing. Uh the whole the the literal thing there is is not just um, you know, like you see loincloths or something like that. You know, typically we see that in pictures, um, the Sunday school pictures and whatnot, but it's it that was a full, mm-hmm. full length tunic that he provided. You know, made from animal skins. Right. Which gives the whole precedent for the tunic and the clothing and the you know, and so as soon as you see tunic in Joseph, you know, he's been given this this priestly tunic and he is the one that's been sent um for his brothers and then they strip him of the tunic and you know he suffers for their salvation and then you know whenever he is unjustly accused like even with part of his wife he's you know his tunic is taken away again you know and then he suffers for something he hasn't done and then at the end, when he's exalted, he is given a robe by Pharaoh, you know, the suzerain, and he becomes the the vassal, you know, who rules. So he's the the ideal Adam with his with his um you know his his clothing again all um, restored and, and dazzling, and um you know obviously you don't have to work too hard to see how that points to to the whole theme of redemption. Um, but yeah, I mean, just so mm-hmm. much so much stuff there, you know. Yeah, once. want mm. yeah it is,
1: it is an amazing thing about, about the Bible, that there's just so much to, to discover, so much of this depth, you know. There's just connections that you just couldn't invent. You know, you just couldn't make up the mm. intricacy of some of these these things, like these patterns of fulfillment. It's just amazing. It is mm. amazing. Mm.
0: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole, um, <clears throat> that theme especially with, with clothing, and, and it's just one of the, I think it's the most helpful thing to explore as you move through, because there's so much emphasis given to clothing, you know what I mean? In the Bible, you even with those priestly robes and, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, the details, you know, like why, why was Christ stripped of his robe and, and um, you know, what's going on there? And then what I was going to say as well, and this is, this is if you really want to go a notch deeper on this, but I think mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Like, uh, if you've ever looked at the image of God in man, um, I don't know if you've if you've done any study on that. But I mean, you've got Van Til and and actually talking about John Frame, he he I was, I was very pleased to find out is 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 totally on this trip as well. Um, but Klein and Horton and those guys, they all sort of have renditions of this. In that you have um, something about the the image. Um, which is attached to covenant right uh, th- there is this this idea of of a covenant righteousness you know or a covenant glory or a covenant uh right standing before god something along those lines uh, which which sort of moves a little bit out of the way of the traditional categories in that normally when people think of the image of god uh, they're thinking in terms of what man can do that the animals can't or um you know something. That, you know, Klein was big on on um, you know man's ability to rule over the creation um, as the vassal, which I think was a little bit closer to it. But uh, you know, you've got things, or you know, or man's ability to relate to other people and relationship and community. So those have been the typical sort of categories. But uh, reform guys have come along and said, you know, you've got you've got this um, this ability of man to enter into a covenant relationship with God. Which is his clothing? It is his image. It is his. It's not the image of God so much as it is that that or in man as God is that man is revealing something of God through his relationship with Him, and um, and so the the big thing there is that um, the image of God is that Adam was the perfect covenant servant at before his sin and fall, obviously, mm-hmm. and then he falls. All right, and the image is mod, not in that. You know it's it's not taken away because his man is still in covenant with god under a fallen broken covenant but but um you know he still has that ability right he's walking in everyone is in relationship with god even if it's a relationship that will ultimately lead to their judgment you know but Mm -hmm. it's still that is their glory Mm -hmm. as it were um and uh, then you point to christ with this whole thing and uh, you know again just reading um uh, on this um you know christ is the perfect covenant servant and he is the one who uh then perfectly shows the image of god he's the one who is in perfect relationship with god and so now, now where i'm going with all of this is if you take that image idea I mean, it's very closely closely uh, to, uh, brought together with clothing right man is in some sense in the garden clothed with a certain glory which he then loses, mm-hmm. right? And and hence the shame of his nakedness. Why was he why was he worried about about nakedness in mm-hmm. after just having sinned? You know, like does he is shyness honestly the problem at that point? You know, he's been threatened with yeah, the yeah, covenant yeah. sanction of death. And you know he he sins, and I mean, obviously you got bigger fish to fry at that point. You're worried that you're not going to be able to screen yourself from the wrath of God. You know that that's the that's the thing at the end of the world, and so you're hiding for your life at that level. Um, mm-hmm. You know you have no protection, no covenant right standing, and so all themed around the snake idea, and then God clothing again. It just it's so profound when you see God clothing with this tunic. You know that full covering, yeah. uh, priestly garments. That uh, it speaks of of what he will then receive in a perfect relationship on his behalf. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And yeah. then you get to Joseph, and it coming is. back to Joseph, just one more little quick roundup, uh, you know, you get to yeah, Joseph yeah. again, and, and the whole thing there again is like, Joseph is the covenant son, he's the covenant servant, he says, here I am, send me, you know, he's the one that will go and lay his life down for his brothers, he's the one that, you know, is is, is does everything right in the story, and yet suffers wrong. Uh, And every time he suffers wrong unjustly, he loses his garment, you know, it's just, and then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they receive everything, the garment. Did you know, like when, when he, after they reconcile with the brothers, I'd missed this before, but he gives them new garments when they head back to their father in, in Canaan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So that, that thing is truly carried, carried right through. And it's easy to miss
1: detail like that and think, oh, he's just given them a fresh pair of clothes, but yeah
0: typically you'd have most scholars would, would cap on to the idea that that in some way represented the reconciliation that they, would, um, that they would have just experienced. But even that, you know, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of a random way to symbolize reconciliation. But if you get, like, the whole story, you're just like, dude, that is such a profound thing mm-hmm. that they are symbolizing their reconciliation through a new garment in light of redemptive history. It's just, yeah, yeah. anyway, so more we could say, but just, just completely blown away by Genesis at every level.
1: Yeah, Genesis is it's crazy deep.
0: <laughs> it really is. It's so fascinating. It's one of those, like, especially those first 11 uh, chapters. Wow. Uh, you know, and that's, yeah. we've approached it. Like, uh, w- one thing I've just realized now is I've just gotten through the book. And, like, I could preach it all again immediately from a different, slightly different angle. And I'd have like yeah. all different sermons the whole way through, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like yeah, I was yeah, I do know what you mean. Oh, just hearing just hearing the account of the fall. I mean, think about what a simple story the fall is, you know? Yeah. And and you know, just hearing hearing Van Til talk about it, hearing, you know, just approaching it from the subject of truth and falsehood, mm-hmm. you know, and just using that lens. Yeah. I mean, you just get a thousand more things out of it. It's just the most wonderfully complex and nuanced yet completely simple story out there it's just only god could do that only god could do that
1: i do think so it's just and then i mean never mind getting it to gel up with thousands of years later and you know for sure yeah it's just it's just crazy
0: man i'm looking forward to romans at some point is that what
1: you're doing next
0: no no so we're doing a book by book overview um so one sermon one book i did that a while back 10 years ago you did um, do that a while yeah Yeah. and so i feel like now you know we we had a it all came out of a a community group discussion where people were feeling a bit fuzzy on the timeline of of redemptive history and i and i just sort of you know i remember what that felt like and i hate that you know and I, i just think the only way to really do that is kind of go over it again and again and again and just kind of remind yourself and of course you can treat the bible as a you know, it, it, it's it's down to its various pericopes. So you've got you know this unit of thought in each book. It's a very crystal unit of thought. It's just mm-hmm. it's just I would never I would never even think to do it again if I hadn't done it before because it was just too much work. That's the only problem with that. You know, it's just like not really realistic. um If you know you have to read the book, you have to. So the whole thing is just aw- awesomely difficult. And and I would I'm glad in some ways that I did it as my first kind of preaching series. Because I nearly kill myself and you know got a, got a good foothold on the whole thing. But I, I honestly, I would prepare a sermon on Sunday or finish preparing on Sunday and then I'd run home and um, and start preparing for the next Sunday and finish like that next Sunday, you know, and it yeah. would just carry on like that all the way through. And so now I've got those notes. Hopefully they're not too terrible, but I can improve on them and just kind of, you know, develop some themes, especially having just done Genesis with the uh, with the congregation. I mean, they're ready to kind of see, see how this weaves out now through the whole Bible. So I think that would be really, really cool, really interesting. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And then um and then at the end of that, probably Romans or Hebrews or something big like that in the New Testament.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds good, bro. What so what are you doing right now? I'm doing uh, Corinthians in the mornings and then going through Luke in the evenings. Um, mm. Yeah, so really enjoying it. Corinthians, been it's been, you know, we're at the middle section now where he's going through all the issues. Mm. So it's been, been a bit awkward, been a bit hard. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit sexual, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for a British congregation. It's quite a lot. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so, but it's really, really, really helpful to think through because man lots of uh, the Corinthians is packed with loads of verses that people misquote oh totally yeah, yeah so so it's good to be able to go and put those in their context you know which in is, terms which of is great.
0: a book that is relevant for our um, current situation you know as as a church yeah I think it's the yep. most applicable book
1: it's so, yeah, yeah. You know, lots of parallels,
0: just directly. Parallels. Yeah, it feels like every single verse oozes out like just ridiculous amounts of application.
1: I've, yeah, and there's just um, you don't have to work too hard in your imagination <clears throat> to to go to first-century Corinthian culture because actually it's not very different mm. from no. 21st-century, you know, um, modern culture. Yeah. It's just. Totally. you know there's a lot of parallels the sexual freedom liberty that kind of thing mm. um yeah totally. so i think look any book you go to is gonna have something something to say
0: reminds me of tim mackey's thing they they asked him you know the bible project guy they asked him oh, yeah. you know so what what is your favorite book to what's your favorite book in the bible and i thought his answer was great he said it's the book that i'm studying
1: <laughs> yeah 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 well that is that's what it's like that is, what, that it's is like. what it's like
0: you know you think for example um like hey well the one book that I might really struggle to get something out of is Ruth you know he <laughs> just yeah. like well what am I going to get out of Ruth seriously it's a cute little story and whatever but dude Chris Carheve preached the first chapter of Ruth and hmm. it just on it just changed my whole deal like I was uh, you know I would I wouldn't have even understood how to approach it. I mean, it was, he was just placing it in the context of the judges and the bread and the lechem. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude, it was crazy. We have actually recorded that. If anyone wants to go and listen to that, uh, I know he put it up on glory cloud at some point, but, uh, if you just scroll through our grace net sermon archives, I think you will find it there or the X29. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll find it there. Let me know if you, if you can't, but it's just a great, I want him to write a book on that sermon. Um, because really, it's just fantastic. Truly, just one of the best oh, expositions I've ever heard. You know, it was just amazing. Sounds good. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, there we go. What are we going to call this one? Preaching. Oh man! Skulls. Uh, nakedness. Skulls and nakedness. nakedness. Pr- drinking from skulls, whilst naked, and being clothed. We're going to get the clothed. I
1: don't know. (laughs) It didn't come out exactly how I intended, but it was.
0: You you get it. I get it. All right. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) That's my pleasure.